you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Just uh, you and I, Matt Michaels, but welcome to Vegas Bad Boys Podcasting. I heard in a minute we're going to have the, uh, the 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 true president of the United States on our show. We'll see how that works, right? Um, but anyway, welcome to Three Count, and um, we got three good articles for you. This is our last show, live show of the year, so of course we're going to be uh, you know extra funny and hilarious for you to end out the year. But well, we do have great content provided for you to end the year. So there's still going to be other things coming on your podcast and coming on to your uh, uh, social media platform. So with that, no Sin City Stevie's at a Christmas party tonight. But you do once again have Matt Michaels. And oh, it looks like we have him here. Let's go over to the uh, the president himself. Let's see here. Uh, oh, there he is. Mr. Trump, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah. Very pleased to be here with you, wrestling aficionados. Uh-huh. Nobody, there's nobody though, nobody ever in yeah. the history of wrestling fandom bigger than Donald Trump. In fact, I'm an honorary WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Hall of Fame legend, right before the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, Rob, sometimes you're going to have to let, um, oh, I say Trump, let Rob talk. And then Rob, you let Trump talk, you know, whenever, it, uh, you maybe towards the end of the show, we got to get started with our, our, our three counts. So we're going to do that right up. Let me get, I didn't even have my little, uh, thing set up here. All right. Move that to here. Move that here. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, here's our first count, and that is Charlotte Flair's injury is much worse than originally known, and the health update on AEW's Kenny Omega. Now, both of these come from WrestlingNews.co, and so just to read them right quick, starting with Charlotte Flair, it just says that there is more news out on Charlotte Flair near knee injury, and is much worse than anyone could have anticipated. PWInsider.com is reporting that Flair's injury is likely much worse than just a torn ACL and that there were additional knee injuries. Now, it's unclear what those additional injuries are or if that means that she will miss even more time. On Friday Night SmackDown, it was announced that she would be out of action for nine months, which means that she would not be wrestling at the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. The best-case scenario is scenario is that she would be ready for SummerSlam. Now, the torn ACL was rumored within WWE earlier this week, but no one anticipated that there would be additional injuries and flare surgery is reportedly scheduled to happen sometime around the holidays wow best wishes to her in a recovery after the surgery okay so the next one here comes from uh is, is titled health update on aew's kenny omega it says that 
Uh, it was announced on Friday that he was out indefinitely in caption of a photo that he posted of himself in the hospital. Fightful Sean Ross Sapp reported that Omega was diagnosed with diverticulocus or whatever. Diverticulocus listed us this. Yes. It's, excuse me. It's diverticulotus. Diverticulotus. Oh, thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. You are you are a smart president. I'm the smartest president anyone's ever had. Believe it. Ask Washington. You can ask President Washington. He said there was nobody smarter than Donald Trump. Continue. Okay. Can, can we can we run that by uh, Dr. Fauci, please? <laughs> Dr. Fauci was a very flawed person, a very terrible individual who did not want freedom and did not want people to live their lives. Okay. I wanted every wrestler to be wrestling live, and they made them wrestle in little plastic cages. They were wrestling in little plastic cages. It was depressing. Okay, now look, let me finish here. It says, this is going to impact AEW's plan for the World End 2023 pay-per-view event that takes place on Saturday, December 30th, 2023, from the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Long Island, New York, as AEW World Tag Team Champions Ricky Starks and Big Bill were slated to defend against the Golden Jets, Chris Jericho, and Omega. Now, while speaking on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer detailed what Omega was dealing with with leading up to the announcement. This is what uh, good old Meltzer said. Uncle Meltzer. I did not hear, it's all a quote, I did not hear if he had surgery yet on it, but he was rushed to the hospital on Friday and had been in a lot of pain, and he thought what happened was, as you probably all remember, that he had a hernia in 2022 that was really, really bad, which caused him that long period off. And he had been hurting really, really bad, and he had presumed it was a hernia and had, had been bloating, which he presumed was another hernia, and he thought he may have messed up his diet somehow and was eating something wrong. He kept training on it and working on it, did the match with Ethan Page on last week's collision. He was hurting really bad on Wednesday when he did the promo with Jericho and Dynamite. By that point, it was really bad. So he went to the hospital and found out he, he had this, and uh, it was really a bad situation. I mean, in the sense of it, had not gone in another day or so, it could have been horrendous. He's, I guess it's fine. I heard from him and it's just kind of sad. I mean, kind of said that like he was in pain, had trouble sleeping, but he just thought it was a hernia acting up again. And he once found out it was, and he said it could have been really, really bad complications. I don't know how long he's going to be out. And I don't know anyone does. It was a very, very serious situation by the time he got to the hospital, hospital Meltzer stated. You know, it's very, very difficult to uh, to quote Melcher because it, it it just sounded just like it was really, really bad, really, really bad. He was really hurt. He was, he was very terrible, and it was kind of it was really tough and really bad and very serious. So I don't know, but let's go over to you, Matt Michaels. You pulled out both of these. We got two mega stars here who are now in well, one one mega star. <laughs> <in Kenny Omega. laughs> all right, all right, all right. And, um, yeah, I mean, what's your, yeah, I mean, what do you, what is this doing to the business, if anything, for both AEW and WWE? And, you know, what do you think fans think of was this? So what do you think about talent thinks of this? I mean, this is interesting. Well, you know, it's, the thing is, um, it's really kind of, um, when you look at it now, uh, I think back, in the you know back in the 80s the 90s even the early 2000s 
there was so much pressure to stay active, to continue to wrestle through stuff. Mm -hmm. And even Omega admitted that, you know, he finally had to fucking stop. So he tried to wrestle through it. Um, the truth of the matter is, is that there is so much talent now that, you know, people don't want to lose their spots, but at the same time, with the guaranteed contracts and everything that they have now, it's easier for them to go away. Um, Kenny really hasn't, you know, he, he's missed some time, but, uh, you know, this I think is, is going to give him a little fresh take when he comes back because this Golden Jets thing was pretty fucking lame. Um, so, you know, maybe uh, him going away, uh, you know, where he's not suspended for uh, starting a fight backstage. Uh, you know, maybe that will be a fresh take. But the big the big thing with Charlotte is uh, if you go back and look at how many times Charlotte's been out, she's been out a lot. Yeah. A lot. And it, whether it's new boobs or leaky boobs or, uh, you know, this broke or that broke. Nobody uh, likes leaky boobs. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, there were a lot of leaky boobs in your administration there, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> None as many as in the WWE. China's boobs exploded. China's boobs exploded. Remember that? And if they were, if I'd bought the boobs, they would have been made steel titanium liners. They would never explode. Donald <laughs> yeah, Trump branded breast implants never explode. But you had the leakiest boob of all, Rudy Giuliani. Look at that shit. That we don't want to talk about you. Rudy is a good, a very good personal friend. And we want to talk about Charlotte Flair's crappy boob job and her shitty knees. Okay? <laughs> very shitty knees. I asked her to get on her knees, and she couldn't stay for more than 10 minutes. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Is that your uh, all right? Let me move over to you. Let me uh, uh, let me move over to you, Rob, right quick, and then we'll let we'll, we'll we'll see if Trump have anything else to say about that. What was your what was your take on that? When you she doesn't have a belt right now, which means I I I, I it it's not that big of a deal. It sucks personally that she's gone and has another absence and she's injured and it creates a bit of a vacuum. Uh, as far as the protagonist goes in the SmackDown storyline, however, first of all, I can't read shit. I don't have my glasses, so. <laughs> first of all, American Bam Bam. I love the name. That's the sound I make with Ivanka all the time. Bam Bam. That's the sound me and Ivanka make. And we talk about bloating. Ivanka, I saw her bloating last week, and I was very concerned. Far, see, Ivanka bloating is far worse than Kenny Omega bloating. Kenny Omega, they send him there to Winnipeg. He's a he's a freaking terrorist from Canada, and he needs to get his Winnipeg Jets ass back to Canada. Let Justin Trudeau deal with them. Let crooked Justin Trudeau deal with them. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care about Charlotte Flair. She's uh, she's a carryover person right now. If she was meant to take the belt away from EO. Fine, you could put uh, you could put Bianca Belair into that slot, and honestly, it would be interchangeable at this point. 
if that's the path they were going on, if that's what the booking was supposed to be. If that's not what the booking was supposed to be, I just don't see it mattering. It's annoying, but now it gives people from NXT or people who were in the middle that they're like, again, a Shotzi Blackheart, a Shotzi who's in this kind of weird, awkward phase where she's trying to develop her character and find her footing. Fine. It gives her a chance to be elevated. Um, uh, Meech and all these other people it gives them a chance to step up and, and, and find their footing and maybe, you know, get to where they need to be. Um, and Charlotte's good at putting people over, you know, so I, I don't mind that at all. She put Rhea Ripley over. And was happy about doing it in WrestleMania 39. So this is okay. It sucks for her. As far as Kenny Omega, that was the most dead-end storyline ever. The Golden Jets came out of nowhere. It was a rushed idea. Mm -hmm. I Oh, they're both from Winnipeg. Okay, but does that mean that these guys have chemistry? No. And so you know wait, what it looked like? Because they're Canadian, it was a rush idea. Well, right. Well, yeah, but just to make that weak link is what I'm saying. And also, to me, it feels like watching men of a certain age, AEW version. It, I feel like oh, Chris Jericho makes Kenny Omega look five years older than he is or 10 years older than he is. Because, And, and mind you, freaking Kenny's the one who's hurt. But, uh, I mean, they, they just don't look good. When Kenny Omega's wrestling alongside the Young Bucks, he looks young. He looks energetic. I don't see any age in him. I don't see ring rust. I don't see him hurting. But now with the elite pretty much off the table and Hangman Adam Page thrown through a windshield, all of these guys look frail. They look overworked. And that is supposed to be the backbone of all elite wrestling is the elite. And they're all hurt. So, again, here's another guy who deserves to just take some time off, mm -hmm. uh, wait for Wembley. And let them all show up, and they'll play some 70s fucking Jefferson Starship theme, <laughs> and it'll be great, and, you know. Oh, yeah. and by the way, we're at 36,000 tickets sold. Fucking lame. <laughs> by the way, if Donald Trump was wrestling MJF for the title, and we would not do it in England because it's supposed to be a pay There's nothing more elite than America. America is all elite. We would have done it in Long Island. In fact, we would have done it in Queens. We would have done it at Arthur Ashe Stadium because that's all they can fill up. They, can, they can't do they can't do City Field. They can do Arthur Ashe. It's like 10,000 people, maybe. And, and and then we would have done it at Arthur Ashe, and, we, and it would have been the best show that you've ever seen. It would have been such a good show that they would have done Stadium Stampede at City Field, and by the, when they found out that I was wrestling, they would have filled up City Field, and they would have put me in the Titantron, and we would have sold billions and billions and billions of tickets. It's true. Okay. All right. All right. I, I believe you. I believe you. All right. Let's go into our second one. And this one here is Eric Bischoff. If Ring of Honor was a horse, I'll put it out of his misery and move on. That's what I said about my third wife, Melania. You got to put her out of her misery. <laughs> she turned 50. It's getting oh, sloppy. Man. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And this is from WrestleZone.com. Now, the way that this reads, it says that uh, Eric Bischoff wants to take ROH behind the barn. In the latest episode of 83 Weeks Podcast featuring Ask Eric Anything theme, Eric Bischoff was asked how he would bring more interest to the Ring of Honor brand, and, and Bischoff had some bad news. However, and believes that Tony Khan can't save ROH. In fact, Bischoff believes the best move is for Tony Khan to shut down ROH and start putting those resources into all elite wrestling programming. Quote, 
it was a bad decision to buy it in the first place. And there's nothing anybody's going to do to make it interesting or important outside of the hardest of hardcore internet wrestling community fans. That's it. There's no solution. Bischoff explained, quote, if it was a horse, I'll put it out of his misery and move on. I would take the resources that are going in the ring of honor, which is never going to be viable ever, end quote. Now, Bischoff continued noting how having AEW talent on ROH programming programming only dilutes their respective characters. He doesn't believe the dual appearances elevate talent at all and questions why Tony Khan bought the brand in the first place. He says, and I quote, it's really unbelievable to, unbelievable to me. I don't know what the drive is. Is it ego? Is Tony just like, I did this and I'm going to prove I can make it work? It's certainly not because it's a great revenue opportunity. It dilutes the core product. It's being shoved down the audience's throat and they're gagging on it, end quote. Bishop stated, they're gagging on it. AEW did what 850,000 viewers were Christian and Edge last week after they did their best build, build it up and that's all you're going to bring in. You got to ask yourself, why? Is it uh, is it really powerful word? Why? Why aren't fans spending more time with AEW products? Why is Dynamite unable to break a million viewers more than once or twice or three times a year? What is it about the brand? All right. Let me go over to you here. Uh, Rob, I'll go to you first right quick. Um what was your take on this? Hearing about you know ROH, you just the brand is nostalgia at best. It rarely incorporates some of the key players that they did retain from Ring of Honor. So if you're going to show me the kingdom, then don't put them on Dynamite with Roderick Strong. I need them on Ring of Honor because they are most notable for being Ring of Honor people. The same thing to be said for Jay Lethal. The same thing for a lot of the talent. And then you're going to have Ring of Honor matches. There's a Ring of Honor, you know, three-man tag belts. Why? Why do? Why is there an AEW three-man tag belt and a Ring of Honor one? And then they're going to defend all those Ring of Honor belts on Rampage and Collision and Dynamite. Well, then what the hell is the point of Ring of Honor? Because I didn't watch anything leading up to this decisive match. So we've got this scattered interest where you're basically holding me hostage. If I want to be a hardcore fan and support, I've got to go watch a program. I don't know where to see it legally. So I'm going to go to watch wrestling. <gasps> I said, watch wrestling. Google it. Yeah. I'm not going to pay to Fightful to go watch some crappy, you know, some crappy promotion. Oh, that's where Athena went to die. You know, this is basically where they send their worst talent to try to kick out and and make something of themselves and then you have no idea how the hell we got to these belt these title matches it makes no sense there's already too much AEW programming to fill the roster they have since they're not utilizing people to begin with so to add ring of honor i mean you might as well call it you know another version of a darker elevation Right. You know, with Paul White doing the commentary, it's the worst that AEW has to offer. It is in no way Ring of Honor. It's not true to itself because it, it, it's not a separate promotion. It's the minor league system. It's the Hudson Renegades. 
If you guys are New Yorkers and you know what the Hudson Randy, they're a minor league baseball team. That's what it is. It's it's even lower on the totem pole than NXT because NXT has storyline and purposeful matches. Yeah. AEW oh, and a television has. show. And a right. real fucking and a real television. television. But no, but, on but a national fucking TV. But I'm going to compare it even to NXT as it initially started. NXT's initial start or offering was we want to give this feel as if WWE has its own indie show, but it's in-house. It's an in-house indie show. So we're going to capture that feel. And then they brought it to TV. And I'm like, okay, fine. You have enough of an audience to sustain it on USA. Fine. But you're doing it with Ring of Honor, and you're not keeping any of the logos or any of the, the, the markings of the old Ring of Honor. You have none of the talent. And if you do own them, you don't use them right. Uh, the storylines are dry. Um, it really is somewhere awkwardly in between Impact Wrestling and NXT on its list of importance. And even then, not really, because even those shows are televised, as you said, and more importantly, they have a direction. I don't watch Impact Wrestling as much as I would like to, but Impact Wrestling has a direction. Uh, Ring of Honor I, is like the sloppy seconds. Let me go over to you, Mr. Michaels. What is your thoughts on this? Uh, so there's a couple things. First off, I think John made a little point here, a pretty good point about, um, you know, WWE and uh, them doing ECW. Um, but again, the difference was is that ECW actually had a, uh, a television spot. Um, what... What confuses me is the simple thought of you have no television program. You put titles on people. You have them defended on AEW television. You barely have any stories with that. You tape stuff and then put it on the internet where fans are either coming into the building or leaving after the show. So there's barely any people really seeing the product while it's live. And then you decide to do pay-per-views. Why the fuck are you running pay-per-views and then using guys like Blackpool Combat Club on that show? It makes no fucking sense at all. It really doesn't. And they need to... Uh, you know, they need to figure, uh, I don't know. I, it, it just, it, it, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Bischoff's right. And, you know, uh, honestly, it's, he bought it so that the WWE wouldn't have the library. Period. That's it. Here's yeah. my question, though, with something like that. Could you... Because he has the money. Obviously, he's got, you know, disposable income. Could he just say, look, I'm going to treat this like it's uh, uh, I'm going to treat this like it's uh, power wrestling. Uh, the, the promotion Billy Corgan owns. Um, NWA. NWA. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm going to completely separate it from my AEW content. And I'm just going to assign someone. Uh, who does he got in his employee? Does he have Jerry Lynn uh, be behind the scenes? 
I'm just going to have somebody proxy run it and it will be a completely isolated promotion from AEW. And once in a while, somebody will come up, but there won't be any tied in storylines. But I think the only way to salvage that at all is just leave it to its own devices and treat it like it's NWA wrestling um, and separate all those belts off. Do it the same way you did when they had the crossover for Impact, where you go, okay, this is going to be the end of this Ring of Honor crossover. We're no longer going to uh, be defending these titles here. And if you're not making it and you're not over with the audience, you get bumped over to Ring of Honor and we'll use you. You will we'll use it like NWA or OVW where we this will but be a proving see, ground. But that's that's the problem. The problem is, is that there's no direction. Tony Khan has no fucking direction with this. Oh, no, he I'm giving did. I'm giving it like I'm giving him way more credit than he deserves. But what do you think of my idea where you just say, OK, this is a separate entity. It should have I mean, had it should have been from the fucking beginning. Its own fucking show, its own program with people put in charge of it and figured out structurally how to do something. But he's a fucking moron who doesn't know what he's doing and didn't put any fucking structure in place, didn't try to make a company. He bought the company and then immediately continued to run the pay-per-view that was scheduled WrestleMania weekend just to fucking run a pay-per-view right there in town with WrestleMania so he could get AW or AEW's name, you know. Sloppy seconds. With it. It's right. sloppy seconds. It, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I got 20 seconds for uh, Trump's thoughts. 20 seconds, Trump. What's your thoughts? First of all, nobody wants to be a cuck. And Tony Khan has made himself a cuck of the wrestling industry. Right now, he's watching Vincent Kennedy McMahon stick his big fat Irish cock down the throats of all of the wrestling fans. And they're asking for second helpings. Tony Khan is sitting there as a cuck with Tony Schiavone in the corner, uh-huh. jerking off while the real men get the real ratings. Okay. Uh, Jericho it. said he was the demo. God, he's not even the demo child. Okay. <laughs> Donald Trump could go into AEW right now. And I would win every stinking belt that they've got. Okay. And I would make wrestling great again all right let's go right into count three thank you for that that words of wisdom there this one is lexus king reacts to his fans calling themselves registered lex offenders this is from wrestlezone.com as well let's get right into that it reads that lex lexus king is asking his fans to rethink this one NXT star Alexis King has referred to his fans as his intellect, uh, intellectuals. Some others have tried using the name, quote, registered Lex offenders, end quote. King pointed out the obvious issues with that on his latest Twitch stream, urging them to come up with something else. The registered Lex offenders is a little as much as I think it's funny. I think that one has to die. That's what Lexus King said, because we can't say that on TV. And it's just a little too, uh, you know, risque, indecent. I do appreciate the creativity, you guys, end quote. So Lexus King in, was in action at NXT deadline on Saturday night. And, uh, and that pretty much ends that. So this is very interesting here. Uh, registered Lex offenders. Now, you know what? I, I've I, got so many things to say about this. <laughs> Jesus. 
Go ahead, man. I, I, okay, there's me... so many things to say about this. First of all, he's a true patriot, and he should lean into it, lean into it nice and hard. Nice and hard, he needs to lean into this. This is the most action Brian Pillman Jr. is ever going to get. First of all, he's like a dipshit 10-year-old. He's playing Animal Crossing and doing a Twitch stream playing Animal Crossing, talking about registered <laughs> Lex offenders. Okay? He looks like he's 12. He acts like he's 12. This is the most coverage he's ever going to get. He uh -huh. should lean into it hard and take up as many Lex offenders. And as a registered, well, I'm not a registered offender. Of course, I'm a registered sex aficionado, okay? Oh. We call that an aficionado. We call that a registered sex. Top of the line, top of the line. We call this a registered sex expert. A registered sex expert, okay? Okay. He should lead it to it and say, you know what? Fine. Print up the shirts. I would go, Vince, print up the shirts. Oh, my God. All right. Let me go to Rob. Make a little bit better sense out of that. I'm not sure uh, I'm, I'm agreeing with uh, Trump on this one. Go ahead, Rob. What's print up thoughts? the fucking shirts, man. Oh, you agree with Print up the fucking shirts. What are you, stupid? You know what? If something is that creative. Yeah. And especially with the backing of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who's probably ran through half the women in that locker room over 40 years. Um, and probably has a few NDAs of his own. Why not? Why not? His dad was a psychopath wielding a gun. All right. He has gone out of his way to avoid that legacy. And mm -hmm. people are handing him a free freaking <laughs> gimmick and catchphrase. All right. I don't give a damn. You know, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, went on freaking SNL and did a sketch called The Child Molesting Robot where he played a mad scientist who wanted to create something more evil than everybody else and made a child molesting robot. <laughs> it is one of the most offensive sketches. And it is so funny because all the other mad scientists in the sketch want him to go to jail. So fuck it. Go, and I would double down on this and lean into it. I would walk into the fucking NXT little family double dare looking arena and go, hey, where are my Lex offenders at? I would lean into it hard. Okay, why well, the hell about, not? What a, okay, how about uh, Lex offenders, but maybe drop the registered? Yeah, that's fine. Call okay. them Alex offenders. You don't want to say registered, fine. Call them Alex offenders. Make the damn shirt. Make it the cops logo. I want this to look <laughs> as fucking sketchy as possible. All right. This is uh, a free pass. Like his fan base gave him a free pass. So if fucking later on they go, my God, we've got to silence this guy. We, 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 you know, we, we've got to get him out. No, his fans were the ones who created it. And again, I say that the fucking guy's playing like Animal Crossing. He's not even playing like fucking Call of Duty. Like, <laughs> you know, he's playing with furries on a fucking computer. He has the balls. Okay. Like, I got do you. it. Let's go over to you, Mr. Michaels. Uh, should he should he go with it or should he uh, go find something else? I think his fans are a bunch of homosexuals. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, well, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, uh, I have to agree. I have to agree with the bald guy, the white bald guy. It's OK if you're black and bald, but the white bald guy, <laughs> not OK. You got to look into that. They've got topics, sir. Anyways, I agree with you, sir. He needs to lead into it. He's a homosexual. He's he's a cuck. He's playing children's video games and he's acting like a child. He should have the Lex Offender shirts available in all different sizes on shopwwe.com.
All right, let's go. Matt, what, what, finish your thoughts. Uh, well, you know, ser- ser- seriously, it's uh, it's one of those things where uh, it's you're dealing with, uh, first off, okay, they're about to go on the CW. So remember, NWA was supposed to be on the CW. <laughs> And they did a cocaine sniffing. They were doing a Hunter Biden. They were doing a good old Hunter Biden eight ball. <laughs> Hunter Biden. He was doing Hunter Biden. Father James Mitchell. He was snorting up the future of the NWA. Faster than the bass player from Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, so, yeah. you know, when you, when you think about it, uh, it just comes down to the fact where uh, there has to be some caution thrown into uh, what they're doing with that type of stuff. Um, you know, and it, let's face it too. Uh, if anyone is going to be a, uh, a registered Lex offender, uh, that should apply to Lex Luger. Okay. <laughs> because uh you know, I mean, did anyone ever find Miss Elizabeth's body? Well, they found the body. They found okay. the body. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was found, but, uh, you know, it was the, uh, the tons of, uh, substances that were in the body that, oh, uh, were found at his place. So, oh. uh, yeah, you know, it's, they uh, said when they found her, that she was bluer than Hunter Biden's blue balls. This is oh, true. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, hey, at least, you know what? At least the guy sticks with his party and is as blue as blue can be. <laughs> I go with uh, the money. As you say, unlike one Lexi's king, which, by the way, Lexi is a girl's name. She's a cuck. He should have gone with the name. Stayed with his Brian Pillman name, taking the pills like his dad, and made and made a Brian Pillman sex offender shirt. That would have been the ultimate. Brian Pillman Jr., registered sex offender, shop WWE. <laughs> well, there you go. You guys heard it from all three tonight in our three count. It has been exciting. As always, hey, appreciate DJ. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. We, we, we had President Trump on, but uh, yeah. uh, is there any possibility we could have President Obama on? Obama, he, he called me personally, and he said, uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump, it's uh, Barack Obama. And uh, I just wanted to say that I'm not going to be able to make it. Uh, that this fine uh, wrestling talk show uh, with these fine young men. Good, honest American folks <laughs> who want to discuss the recent going-ons of uh, Charlotte Flair and her knee, uh, knee injury. And all of our thoughts and prayers go out to Charlotte and the entire Flair family. <laughs> as well as uh, Kenny Omega, who's dealing with uh, alternative colitis. They said he spent the whole day on the bowl shitting. And this is very tragic. It's tragic for all the people of North Carolina, where he currently resides. 
and uh, all of the people, honorable people of Canada, yeah, who paid good money to see him wrestle. And now the Golden Jets are down one jet. Very sad. And our thoughts <laughs> and prayers go out to all of the members of the elite and their family. Well, look, this is really amazing. We got two presidents on our show. This is uh, this is this is this is quite of uh, amazing here. I uh, I never thought that uh, would have happened. So uh, I, I thank both. First of, of all, you. I want to address John. He says I deserve a raise. This is true. I deserve a raise from each and every one of the tax-paying Americans. And every time I see my beautiful Ivanka, and she says, "Daddy, I'm here," I get a raise. I get a raise. <laughs> it happens every time. Happens automatically. And when I saw when I saw CJ Perry, when she used to come out as a Russian whore, <laughs> she used to be a beautiful Russian whore. Double agent, they said. Every time I got a raise. And I said to Mira, what are you gonna do about it? You cucked out to Bobby Lashley. You were a cuck, Miro. This is true. Rusev was a cuck. Oh my and I, I would do so many things to CJ Perry. We would make her an American that night. So she comes to my house. We're going to make her a full-blown American because she'll be fully blowing an American. This okay. Is true. Listen, um, I'm going to give my final thoughts. Thank you, guys. It's been a great year. We've had a lot of fun. We can't wait to uh, to get back into it in 2024. And um yeah, we thank you for riding with us all the way uh, from the time we started all the way up to now. So uh, continue to uh, listen in and uh, participate on our live shows or the downloaded podcast. Truly, we appreciate you. We want to wish you a happy holidays. No matter what you're celebrating this year, just uh, be safe, have fun, and we definitely can't wait for the live version to kick back in in 2024. Again, we will have programming leading up through Christmas and even through the uh, through the uh, end of the year. Okay, so we got you set up. Now, final thoughts. I'm going to go with you, Rob. I, I know you want to uh, promote where you're going to be. I, I've got to come watch you do your comedy thing. Um, I, I know I say this a lot. I'm always working, but I, I, you know, this is probably a good time, especially if you're doing something uh, this week or the week after. Uh, tell us, man, what you got going on. I am going to be performing on Monday night, so tomorrow night, on uh, Westlake Mead at uh, 808 uh, okay. on La uh, Westlake Mead. Is that actually... Comedy Cucks? Comedy Cucks, right? Comedy <laughs> Comedy Cucks, this fucking guy. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Where the comics are all cuckups. Excuse me, sir, your president's talking. Okay, you're about two shades two shades from being ten enough to be deported. Okay, <laughs> you're already bald. Okay, we'll we'll say you're a Mexican and we'll title forty two you all the way back to freaking TJ. Okay, and we're not talking about TJ Max at Town Square. We're talking about Tijuana. Okay, Tijuana. <laughs> We'll send you back there faster than you could say AEW sex. And we know you're going to say it, okay? You're very predictable. President, I'm predictable. That's why I'm the best president all the way since Washington. Best president since Washington. And, and what's going to happen in 2024 is, first of all, they're going to say, Donald, we need you on Ring of Honor. We need you to save Ring of Honor and beat Eddie Kingston. And I said, fine. So come 2024 at World's End, it's going to be the world's end for any Kingston. Donald Trump is going to put him in his own iron claw. 
It's going to be the best diet claw anyone oh. has ever seen. There you go. <laughs> I guess that would make it the cuck ring of honor. <laughs> okay, get him out of here. Get him out of here. You know that thing where the police push his head down before they put him in the car? Just slam his head right into the door. Just slam his head right into the door. He's so you, gone. So you're gonna be uh you're gonna be at uh, Westlake Meet this uh tomorrow. Yep, and uh that show should be about eight o'clock. Okay. Um then and also there's going to be a barbecue on site. Okay. Uh you can look that up, look under Lex Las Vegas comedy. Uh, for more information, or Boss Comedy for more information. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Is, is this place? What did you say? It's it's LexOffenders.com. Oh, oh, I well, I, ironically enough, no. Uh, actually, it's funny. It's funny we should say that the the comedian who hosts it, his name is Lex Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> so you can look on. Yeah, I know. Go figure, right? <laughs> Go friggin' figure. Right, what else you got? Uh, and then on Tuesday night, I'm going to be performing at 18 Bin, and I'll be uh, more than likely at Artifice as well, which is in the <laughs> Arts District. So and it'll be Artifice, and it will be uh, I'll be there opening for Amir. But it uh, the first one is uh, December 18th at 9 p.m. and that's eight at the West Side Oasis, the West Side Oasis okay. at 808 West uh, Westlake Mead Boulevard. And uh, barbecue is going to be by Budsy. There's going to be a lot of great comedians there. We'd love to see you. And on Tuesday in the Arts District, um, your president, always your president, by the way, it's in the Bible. Okay. Donald Trump is your president, and thou shall have no other presidents before <laughs> Donald J. Trump. The J stands for Jesus, the Savior Trump. Gotcha. So. That makes a lot of sense there. Matt Michaels, what you got, man? What's your, your final thoughts there? I don't know. All I know is that he's opening a mirror's orifice or something. So, <laughs> excuse me, sir. It's called a miracle, and I'm going to be opening at the artifice. Okay, not the orifice. Something that you don't get a lot of. <laughs> Sitting on your left hand and calling it a blind date oh, is it the real thing? Okay, <laughs> like your NXT. It's not the real thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. All right, y'all. Well, with that, we'll get up out of here. Appreciate you. Take care. Happy holidays. And uh, see you on the flip side. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.